McGalligan on the programme because here she is. And today she's talking Band-Aids, which is I'm not... about Band-Aids. <laughs> <laughs> which is not the group or the band or yep. anything like that, but those sticky things you stick on your arms yeah. after you've been hurt or your fingers or wherever. So how are you today, Cruz? I am well, thank you, Sadia. Yes, um, thank you for welcoming me. You don't have to welcome me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I no, feel I, very welcome, no, but you don't have to no, welcome you me. You are more than welcome. I look forward to your things. I think uh, I said this the other day. I think Andrew Jambine was on. I said, no, I have to welcome Andrew. And he goes, good that you have to welcome me. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to say that again. And it's just like, you know, I just talk rubbish. I just say oh, whatever comes fine, into my you're mind. Fine. <laughs> um, well, to get out of a sticky situation, we'll start talking about sticky subjects. Yeah, what made you um, go for Band-Aids bandages then? and Band-Aids. Well, I have two young children. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> that's it. So, you don't need to say any more. <laughs> yes, yes. I have two young children who will relentlessly pick at a mosquito bite or fall off a scooter or whatever else it is. Um, so we have a lot of Band-Aids in circulation, bandages <laughs> in circulation in my home. And um, it's because it's, I don't, I'm sure a lot of parents will empathize with this it becomes a very delicate situation if you do not have the right band-aid mm-hmm. for the child in the moment mm-hmm. um or you know when when i i stocked up on novelty um band-aids the other day that i saw in a shop i was like oh my gosh it's got frozen characters on it i've got to oh, get those those are brilliant. that'll win me mum points i mean <laughs> these are things you never think about right <laughs> before you have kids but then it is, it's just, and it just made me realize, you know, and then, um, and it's funny because when my, um, both of my daughters have been double vaccinated mm-hmm. against COVID and they had their little band-aids from their vaccinations recently and they wouldn't take them off. They were so <laughs> proud of them and they were so fascinated by the fact they had them. And if I've ever come home from like a blood test or something similar and I've had one, they're like, oh, mum, let me see the band-aid. Let me see it. Let me see it. And I just realized it's quite funny. I just sort of started thinking about it. And I'm like, it's quite an ingenious little invention, actually, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like, it is. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, I was like, I wonder who thought of it. So that's what spurred me on to thinking about Band-Aids. Your story now, about your inspiration is always a good one, too. You know, seriously. <laughs> um, well, so anyway, what's interesting is that Band-Aid is actually... Is, is not, is a trademarked term, right? Mm-hmm. That is, that is a Johnson and Johnson product. Yeah. Um, you know, we could say bandages or sticky plasters or plasters. Plasters. I always say plasters, but then I'm married to an American and he corrupts my brain in un, unforeseen ways. So, <laughs> um, with, with language. But, um, but I've always said sort of like plasters, right? Yeah. But, um, a band-aid is a specific, um, is a specific trademark, um, from Johnson and Johnson. And interestingly, this is just a side note. This is, um, is, is subject to something, it's one of many Johnson & Johnson products that are subject to something known as genericide, which is the process by which a brand name loses its distinctive identity becomes the as a thing. result of being used to, yes, refer yes. to any product or service. So like Kleenex or Chapstick. Or Hoover. Would be, yes, exactly. Or Hoover. That's a, another fantastic example. So it's quite interesting in that way. But let's step back a bit. And um, before we look at how the Band-Aid was invented, I want to have a quick overview of what people did before when they had wounds, because this is always interesting. Because um, actually some of it is still quite relevant today. So if we look back as far as 1500 BC, we find ancient Egyptians using honey to protect wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was to help prevent infections, honey was placed on cuts to serve as an antibiotic barrier, which is actually still true. Honey still does have those properties. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's fantastic. Um, we go forward a bit to 460 BC, and the Greek physician Hippocrates was washing wounds with vinegar, 
which does not sound fun. Mm, it might be painful but, too. <laughs> yes, but would have probably been very, very effective, um, although very painful. Roman physicians in the first century AD used lead, silver, and spice ointments to protect injuries. Um, and spices with antiseptic qualities included saffron, thyme, and mint. But these things um, fell out of favor following the fall of the Roman Empire when many in innovations were lost to the Darker Ages. You know, like we had that period of time where, well, we know this. We know the Dark Ages and medieval times, everyone had a bubonic plague, and I don't mm. know exactly rubbing mint on their festering pustules, right? So <laughs> there would have been lots of things they could have benefited from, but a lot of that knowledge was lost by the Dark Ages. Of course, if we skip forward even further, we have... Um, the 1860s and a physician called Joseph Lister started treating surgical gores with carbolic acid which was a disinfectant and he got this idea from observing how carbolic acid was used to treat the smell of sewage so he realized it had that kind of effect which is again really really fascinating now then we start getting into this idea the precursors for the bandage which is gauze so we look at 1887 Johnson & Johnson because it's a very old company mm-hmm um, it started, um, it, it, um, and the company was started in 1886. Now, inspired by Joseph Lister and his disinfected gauze, some of the first products that Johnson Johnson mass produced were sterile dressings and gauze. And these were the precursors to Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages, right? So they had these kind of commercial first aid kits that they produced um, and things like that. And so what was really interesting is that then there was um, a man who came along, not associated with Johnson Johnson, called Earl Dixon. Now, Earl Dixon was the inventor of the Band-Aid in 1920. And as the story goes, um, Earl Dixon's wife, Jacqueline, frequently cut and burned herself while cooking. Not through any fault of her own. I can imagine it being in the 1920s. She spent a lot of time doing so. So statistically, <laughs> I'm sure she was going to hurt herself. Um, and his solution was the Band-Aid, which was sticky enough to hold over the wound, but not so sticky that it interfered with her mobility in the kitchen. Obviously, this being the priority for her to remain there. Um, and he then brought... The, um, he brought the idea of the band um, of the band aid to Johnson and Johnson, um, and that was when um, that was when the new product was born. So we see in 1921 that band aid brand adhesive bandages hit the market, um, and they weren't a really really big hit at the time. Um, only three thousand dollars worth were sold in the first year because people weren't really sure how to use them or anything like that. Um, but sales increased after um, traveling salesmen demonstrated the product to doctors, butchers, and retail pharmacists. Mm -hmm. So then it kind of opened it up a bit more. Now, what's very interesting is that apparently Boy Scouts were a, a huge part of Band-Aid's success. Johnson & Johnson first marketed the Band-Aid with the help of the Boy Scouts of oh, America. Yeah. Every troop was sent a complimentary box that they could use on wilderness expeditions, and the bandages were so helpful out in the forest that the boys' families became interested in using them at home as well, which is just genius marketing when you yeah, think about the fact absolutely. this is the twenties. You know, um, now the fact is, I've always been of the belief that I don't tend to wear bandages that often, um, unless that, like, especially if they're on your hand. If I cut my hand or something, because I always find, like, especially when we're washing yeah. our hands all the time now, mm. they're just really annoying. And I've always thought it's good for it to breathe. You've got yeah. to let the wound yeah. breathe. I <laughs> feel like this voice in my head that says that all the time, but. Um, there is definitely a time and a place for a bandage, and uh, your cut or open wound will heal a lot faster 
with a Band-Aid. Apparently, um, leaving an injury uncovered may dry out new surface cells and expose it to germs and dirt that could cause infection. So a Band-Aid is a very quick solution um, as well. But you don't keep it on for too long. Um, Harvard Health claims you should keep a wound covered with a Band-Aid for at least 24 hours. Um, But if it takes your injury a little bit longer to heal, you may have to keep it covered for two days. It just depends on how fast your body recovers. But you shouldn't be having a Band-Aid on something for days and days mm-hmm. and weeks on end. Like and then they get, you should, and they get yucky anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I would, I would go and get that wound checked out. Um, but it's interesting, like I was saying, about buying a novelty patterned Band-Aid for children. Um, one of the first printed Band-Aids featured Mickey Mouse and came out in 1951. So this was like, Disney was in its early stages of dominance in the 1950s. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves had just come out in theaters, and the brand wanted to keep up the momentum to be successful. So this led to a partnership with Johnson & Johnson and the release of Mickey Mouse Band-Aids. And they were a huge hit, and they remain a favorite even today. So people have, you know, people like Band-Aids have really got that... um, that, that awareness, and they've always had that kind of like gimmicky thing of having a little patterned Band-Aid. Um, interestingly, um, Neil Armstrong could have been wearing a Band-Aid when he walked on the moon, Sadia. <laughs> yeah, so as long they, as it wasn't all... a Mickey Mouse one, it's all right. Like, oh, I you hope know. it was a Mickey Mouse one. I do, <laughs> um, but Band-Aids were part of the medical kits that were on board the spacecraft during the Apollo 8 and Apollo 11 missions. And so, you know, you don't know, Neil Armstrong could have had a paper cut. He could have been wearing one underneath his gloves as he walked on the moon. Band-Aids went, you know, they went, they went quite far. They went very close to the moon. Um, so that's been pretty interesting. Mm. And, yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a funny thing. Like, I know that I went through phases in my life where I just didn't have Band-Aids at home. You know, like I would cut my finger cooking or something or I'd fall over and skin my knee and I'd be like, oh, I, I don't have any Band-Aids. Or, oh, no, I think the only reason I ever had any would be because of, like, wearing high heels. Yeah, I was just going to say that that's what you see quite often if you're walking in front of a woman by her shoes, you know, probably cutting her up a little bit and there's Band-Aids there just to protect her skin. Yes, absolutely. So those are essentials. Um, They have come quite a long way, though, and they're still being innovated. So what I think is really interesting and also very important, something you 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 may never have thought about, was um, the fact that, that, you know, Band-Aids, as they've always been marketed, have always been marketed as flesh-coloured. Not everyone has flesh that color. In fact, most people in the world don't. Right. And that's a really interesting thing. And so in 2020, Johnson Johnson, probably very overdue, actually released more diverse skin tones in their Band-Aids. Mm. So they actually, um, you know, other than just sort of like this trademark beige plaster, now they have like a whole spectrum of skin tones. Because I think the original reason they would have done it in beige is because it was Caucasian people inventing it and using it. Yeah. And that it was similar to their skin tone, right? It's quite but late just, on though, isn't it? 2020. Yeah, it's very it's late on it. Two Gosh. years ago. I yeah. think it was well overdue. Um, but yeah, so that, that was quite interesting. And at the moment, scientists are working on an electric band-aid, which is quite interesting. So the American Chemical Society released a report that discussed their work on healing wounds using electrical stimulation. So this means, could mean that wearing a bandage device, kind of like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, could be in our future, which is quite an interesting idea. It makes me think of Star Trek and mm. kind of like the things that they... Zzz, and it's better you know, and it's sorted. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing, which is mm. super interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're quite an incredible innovation, but it's also they haven't really changed that much from when they were first created in the 1920s, if you think about it. You know, like they're, 
they've, they've just been what they are. Um, and, you know, we still have it. It sort of sticks on you. But, I mean, there's still innovation within the Band-Aid or bandage sort of thing. I mean, whenever I go to a pharmacy to find some and there's, like, double quilted ones or there's see-through ones or there's waterproof ones or there's... Yeah, I think the waterproof and transparent is something that have increased in terms of popularity because, you know, people are swimming, people are doing all sorts of things and or washing, as you say, it started off with a kitchen being the main reason that they were invented. But Mm. but I think, you know, the waterproof ones and certainly transparent ones seems to be, you know, that's ones I'd probably look at. Yeah, it is. It's just I just find it a very interesting thing. And of course, for kids, um, it's so funny to think about the association between children, like, for example, as I said, going to get a vaccination, going to a doctor, falling over and something about the comfort process of being able to to cover that wound. Because I think it's also the um, especially when thinking about children, it's scary the first time you see blood come out of Mm, your leg or mm. something. You know, it's something you don't understand. And there's something very I guess it does kind of censor it, doesn't it? To put a Band-Aid over the the gaping wounds. Like if you've got like a really, I've said this to my husband before, I'm like, can you please put a bandage on that disgusting blister on the back of your leg? Because I can't look at it anymore. I can't, you know, like just stick a Band-Aid on it. You know, so it's it's quite interesting in that way. But um, they're obviously, you know, um, and if somebody does have a bandage on them, like if it's like someone has a bandage on their face, or something you just there's a curiosity like what is mm. underneath that what did you do what happened <laughs> you know it's, it's a kind of an interesting thing it's also this fear of removing them actually because they oh, kind of yes. stick to your hair and then you pull it off and you yes so, that's it's, so true it's a bit of a pain that's so true i've always been one of those people i have very hairy arms and i've always found when i have to take a a little bandage off my even like a little blood take half an hour off, <laughs> i do it takes me a long time and to do the big deep breaths but i've gotten very good at taking them off my children in the bath so that they don't have a a bit of a flip out about it but i also find that i have to replace their bandage all the time because they always want a new one because it's really exciting for them um i have a couple of quotes to mm-hmm. finish on today mm-hmm. um sadia yeah. um, which is firstly actually was just interestingly the definition of a um of a band-aid which is just a quick you know or like the saying oh it's just a band-aid for this or it's just you know applying a band-aid or something Mm -hmm. and which is a quick and usually ineffective solution to a problem that only addresses the symptom and not the root root cause and i'm like it's true but i also feel like you could give a band-aid more credit (laughs) it can soothe you it can make you feel a bit better i think to know that you know it's being protected it's in good hands you know I think so too. And I have to say, I, I did find that when when I've had my vaccine, um, my boosters and my vaccines and stuff, I did wear my bandage on my arm as a bit of a like pride. a source of pride. I yes. did, yes, yes, absolutely. And have my sleeve rolled up and think, I hope people see this and it catches on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not exactly Dr. Seuss with the snitches with um with star bellies and no, things I like think that. You're but absolutely like, right. No, absolutely. You know, it's sure. a sense of pride. But then the final uh, quote I have, which I think is quite funny, is from Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. who said Said, um, who is, it's quite funny that she said this. She said, I'd wear any of my private attire for the world to see, but I would rather have an open flesh wound than ever wear a Band-Aid in public. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, apparently. She'll wear meat um, and all sorts of things in public. Yeah, exactly. She'll band-aid. wear a suit made of meat, yeah. but she won't wear a Band-Aid. Oh, wow. Um, but yes, I... Maybe <laughs> I she just not needed one so badly that she... There we go. Yeah, there, there you we go. go. Maybe it was a pre-pandemic quote. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Pre-vaccination quote. Well, once again, band-aids will never, whatever you talk about, frankly, you know, is never the same again for me, honestly. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go and dish out to see if there's any little Mickey Mouse ones, but then I don't have any kids, so it might look a bit odd anyway. So oh, no, it won't. Wear it proudly. <laughs> but I do recall doing that for my kids when they were smaller, and they used to mm. like it, so that was good. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. Talk and I look soon. I look forward to next week as well. <laughs> see you then. Bye bye. Bye.